Welcome to Gardening Naturally with Jeff Ferris. Call or text Jeff now with your gardening and landscape questions. 512-836-0590. Hey, good morning, gardeners. How are we doing today? I don't know about the rest of you, but this break in the weather, man, it just restored some hope there for the year. It has been so hot. And we are finally looking at temperatures that are really in, really in the grow tomatoes, grow peppers, you know, late season veggies. And yeah, maybe it's time to start your fall vegetables. Going to find out. Personally, since Wednesday, I've received an inch and three quarters of rain. And they're saying that we could get a fair amount more today. Um, I'm already seeing plants that are looking like nothing, like they, they never went through this summer. They are recovering so quickly. And no doubt about it, I got a few that need some help. Still, even with that great rain, we'll just have to see. Let's go to the phone. This is Josh. Josh, what can I help you with? Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I am. My my grass is dead. I'm I'm replacing uh, some of my irrigation. I live in Georgetown, and I'm I'm have the ability to use the San Gabriel River as a water source. So I'm putting in a new irrigation system down on the river under my house. It's about half of an acre. And I'm going to tap and I'm going to put it into my new air, you know, in my existing irrigation system, the new freight, you know, the water supply. So I'm going to be replacing my grass because it is totally gone. And I had some St. Augustine in it uh, that had a lot of sun exposure. And then under the trees where it wasn't, uh, it was very shady, wouldn't grow very well. So my question is kind of, how do I prep for the new, I mean, the, the spring, I'm going to uh, uh, put in new grass. So I want to, you know, what do I do to prepare the existing soil? Do I put in some mulch? Do I irrigate it? I mean, uh, aerate it? What should I be doing to prep up? And then what would be your suggestion for a grass type? St. Augustine, Zoiza, uh, what would be good? Because I have a lot of shade because of my trees. I have large uh, elm and oak trees. So, what do you think? Okay, let, let's start at the top here. Um, <clears throat> if if you have irrigation, then St. Augustine is probably going to be one of your better choices, especially because you say you have shade. And St. Augustine can perform better in the shade than uh, Bermuda can. Now, there are zoysia varieties that don't do too bad in the shade. You'll have to go to a sod yard and talk to them about, hey, here, here's how much sun I get. Can I use zoysia? Uh, will this work, etc.? But if it's going to be mostly shade and you have plenty of water to provide it, St. Augustine can look really nice. 
Now, as for prepping, um, because you're going to be putting down sod, you can uh, scratch out, rake out, cut out all of the dead grass and put down about a half an inch of a good quality compost spread out over the ground to help start beefing up that soil. So in the spring, it'll be ready for uh, setting down new sod. Now I might put down the compost now to start improving the soil after the beating we took this summer. And you may put another half inch down right before you put your sod down. Those combinations will help that sod um, set root faster. You, you really want to go travel to uh, one of the sod shops and have a conversation with them and let them know, you know, this is how many hours of sunlight that I get here. And, and they can give you some really good advice on which kind of turf you want to use um, and how successful it'll be based on the sun you have because you're going to tap a river. I don't think water is going to be a problem for you. Okay, on my back, and, and what, I'm going to be irrigating a new portion of my land. It's just In the wintertime, I put down winter rye, and my grass looks beautiful. My neighbors are envious because my yard looks so nice, and I cut it year-round. But uh, and down on the river, uh, it has, uh, uh, what's, a, what's the third grass I'm not mentioning? It's a, a natural grass that we it's on golf courses. Uh Anyway, when it rains, it looks really nice and beautiful. So I, once I irrigate that, it'll be watered all the time. And, and would you suggest that I just put in a new grass down there or what's already natural? But it'll grow. It grows and looks nice when it's raining. And well, I can't if you're going to irrigate, it. if you're going to irrigate, that's basically making it rain. Right, right. Well, what I'm asking is, um, I'm, I can't remember the name of this other grass. It's a very common grass that's on golf courses and in people's yards. Uh, not not St. Augustine or Zoiza. What would be another grass? Well, Bermuda. Tip Bermuda, that's one. it. I, I, that just, I just could not get that in my mind. So that's what my the backyard looks like. And mine in the next three houses, it looks like a golf course. And uh, so the Bermuda is natural, and when it rains, it's all green, and it's just beautiful. <laughs> but when it's not, well, <clears throat> so I would just leave that natural because it really has kind of a natural grass. And actually within 10 feet, 10 or 12 feet of the riverbed, uh, we have uh, 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 St. Augustine, but it, it has a capillary action that pulls the water from the uh, river up into the dirt. And so that stays green all year long. That does never die out. So I don't sprinkle it. Um, and it would look nice down there to have St. Augustine, but that'd be, uh, you know, that's a half an acre of St. Augustine. That'd be a little out of my league there or what I want to put in. But anyway, I uh, thank you for your advice. And uh, what about... Um, uh, 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 not irrigate, but aerating. Should I aerate it before I put down the uh, mulch? You're not going to put mulch on your turf. I'm not You're mulch, I'm sorry. 
yeah. should I aerate it first? Aerating your lawn once a year is a really good thing. It will really help improve that soil. So if you can do that once a year, regardless of what kind of turf you have, that will that will provide a benefit to the soil. All right. Now, should I do that once I uh, once I start? You know, when I clean up the yard, should I aerate it first before I put down anything? Just kind of get stuff where it'll go down into the ground first. <clears throat> Either or, if okay. you do it on a regular basis, that's where you get the return from it. So it's uh, not. Do I do it before or after? Just start doing it on a regular basis. All right. All right, sir. Thank you so much. I really enjoy your show. You're quite informative. Thanks for the call, Josh. Um, folks, we're at 15-minute mark. I need to take a break. Brett, hang on. I'll get to you on the other side. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Let's go to the phone. This is Brett. Brett, what can I help you with? Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Um, I'm trying to germinate some apple seeds from an apple from two different varieties of apples I got from uh, this, from ATB, and I'm having the toughest time. I literally did all the you know YouTube things where I uh, I put, kept them damp in the fridge for like a month and got didn't get a single one. Pulled it out, looked at it, didn't get anything to sprout. Then I went ahead and put a couple of them in a like a starter uh, seed starter sort of thing out in this morning sun then I kept some others in a in a plastic bag in a in a, some napkins out in the sun and kept that moist nothing and this has been going on for a month and a half or two months is there a secret that I'm missing here yes they need to be cold stratified. What that means is you have to keep them above zero. You don't need to freeze them, but they need to be pretty cold. Your refrigerator is probably cold enough, uh, probably cold enough, um, yeah. and it can take 90 days for them to germinate. 90 days. Yep. Okay. And now I'm going to tell you the really bad news. It is entirely possible to do what you're doing. Germinate your own apple seeds. Da, 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 you got an apple tree. But it's going to be a terrible tree. Well, I know hardly, that. Hardly any apples are grown on their own rootstock. They're almost all some kind of graft. As a matter of fact, yeah. of the grafted plants, there are so many kinds of rootstocks for apples that there's entire catalogs of them. You know, okay. there may be 15 different kinds of rootstocks to get uh, a red delicious. Okay. So, yeah, you can well, germinate one and understand even if you get it to grow, because you started it from seed, 
it can take 10 years or more before it decides to show you an apple. Really? Wow. Yep. Uh, the grafted ones, they will produce much faster than one straight from seed. Well, I'm thinking about doing, I guess, something. I'm a novice. I'm kind of playing around with this. Uh, but I'm thinking about doing something called M111. That is a good rootstock. Yes, that is one that you will see the nurseries get here. Okay. Well, once I do that, I'm confused in a sense. Of, so I got a, let's say I got a Gala and a Fuji. And I put that okay. M111 on each one of those, grafted onto each one. Then am I still going to get a Gala? And a Fuji? Yep. Yep. But it's going to be so, short stock. It's going to be short and, and it, a dwarf. Well, not necessarily a complete dwarf. Um, normally, the, the retail commercial apple trees we get around here are um, semi-dwarfs. They're not always full dwarfs. But um, the full dwarf... The only difference is the apples will be the same size, but because the tree doesn't have as many branches as a dwarf, it may not produce as many apples. Oh, I see. Okay. It, it will be a shorter tree, but it still produces the same size apple. Okay. What, uh, when, how soon would I get apples off of a grafted M111, I guess. Um, probably later than five years, but less than 10. Okay. All right. Still takes forever, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and that's one of the things, because people will uh, do that with uh, peach pits and go, hey, I'm going to start a peach tree or pomegranate seeds or things like that from seed takes much longer to produce a fruit than it does from a graft. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Well, sir, thank you. I sure do appreciate your help. Well, and hey, good luck. I'm not saying you can't do what you're doing, but um, it is possible to create your own apple tree from seed and uh it, both of the well, varieties you name will grow here. Well, so you've got, I got to put them 90, my refrigerator runs at 39 degrees. So I got to leave them in there for 90 days. And then what? Then you can. Uh, have they, they haven't you produced want to, or they haven't germinated in that 90 days, have they? Uh, they may not. You're going to then put them in a soil a little bit of water, you know, you want moist soil, you're going to start them at that point, and it could take um, it could take you some time to see if they're going to germinate. I would do a community pot. If you've got a lot of seeds to try this with, get a bigger pot and put in like, you know, five to ten in a single pot so that you don't need 500 pots to try to get them going. I got you. That makes great sense. How much sunlight? Uh, not a big deal till they germinate. 
Okay. Okay. You start seeing green, they're going to want some sun. Okay. Well, sir, I, I appreciate your help and your advice. 90 days. Well, okay. Yeah, and good luck. Um, well, <laughs> it'll, it's quite the experience. Congratulations, you get your own apple tree. Well, uh, one more quick question. I keep coming up with stuff, and I'm, you probably got a million callers. Um, how long, what time of year would you start your 90 days? Um, you could probably manage doing so uh, around December. Not, December start your 90 days because, in December. Okay. Yeah, because December, January, February, we're getting into slightly you know, warmer weather. That's the period of time where it would be cold. So gotcha. start it during then and uh, see if you get starts by spring. Okay. All right, sir. Thank you very much for your help. You bet. Thanks for the call, Brett. Um, folks, an apple is go to your local grocery store, pop one open, take the seeds, and you can try to grow your own apple tree. Again, it takes a long time for the seed to germinate. And it can take a very long time for the seed to become a tree that produces fruit longer than simply going and buying one at a nursery. But it's an effort. If it's something that's interesting to you, go for it. You have nothing to lose other than a little bit of space, a single pot trying to grow the tree. Um, Susan, I see you there. I don't have any time left in the uh, half hour here. I need to take a break at the bottom of the hour for the news. Can you hang on and I'll catch you on the other side. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back everybody. Let's go to the phone. This is Susan. Susan, what can I help you with? Good morning. I, uh, in between the showers this last week, I planted a large bag of butterfly garden seed, and it just scattered it, and wildflower seed. And it's just it's laying in the bare places in my yard. Should I add anything on top of that, or will it will they be okay? Like, should I add any topsoil or? compost or anything or just let them be you can probably just let them be because that's how they come out in nature right okay <clears throat> when the mm -hmm. actual plant drops its seeds nobody runs out there and covers it with anything okay now, and do i have to keep them wet or just don't worry about them i wouldn't worry about them if they're native wildflower seeds okay. we are probably going to get some more rain maybe today but then we're going to have a little dry spell for a while. That's okay. That's what happens in nature, and they will grow that way for you. So um, you pick the right time to put them down, but I don't know that I would be um, doing anything extra to them right now. Now, if okay. we go 10 days with no rain, maybe you want to go out there and mist them a little. Okay. Well, thank you. 
Thanks for the call, Susan. Yeah, folks, as you distribute wildflower seeds, you have to remember, nature does this automatically. When you're looking at drumming flocks or verbenas or um, basket flowers or blue bonnets or gallardia, all of these particular seeds, nature goes, time to drop the seed, throws the seed on the ground, and they just stay there. You will see these plants growing in places that you know no one is going out there and watering them. No one is treating them. Nobody is giving them any extra fertilizer or compost or anything like that. Have some faith in them. Sometimes, I'm going to phrase this carefully, sometimes you can kill these plants with kindness. You might think, oh, they, they, I need to water them all the time. That can, that can really inhibit their growth. Um, too much water can actually prevent some wildflower seeds from growing. I'll give you an example. I have a septic field. And over the field, I planted one of the big bags of mixed wildflowers. One of the particular flowers, uh, I think it was the basket flower, it would not germinate in the septic field. But all around the septic field, I could get it to come up. Some of the plants went crazy that were on the septic field to the point of choking out some of the other ones. So they can handle it. Nature's got it figured out. You, You can help sometimes by simply raking the ground before you plant the seeds, uh, stepping on lawn rollers, something like that, so the seed has really good contact with the soil. But that's about it. Now, I I got texted, someone was asking, um, let me make sure I've got this correct here. Someone was asking about uh, putting out blue bonnet seeds. Yep, you can put out blue bonnet seeds now. We're, we're looking at the native plants in, a, in a, the wrong view. We think that we get uh, a whole bunch of zinnias. And to plant zinnias, you space the seeds like this. You make sure they keep watered, etc. Well, that works for zinnias. But for our native wildflowers... They have already uh, evolved to grow in the worst of conditions. And sometimes that's exactly what they need. We don't need to, uh, we don't need to give them a whole bunch of help. Um, One of the things you're going to see I'm sorry, I've got texts here, and they've got good questions. You may see 
some of our fruit trees after this brutal, 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 brutal heat, now getting actual rain, they may surprise you and bloom. They probably will not produce a fruit. It's just what the trees do. And there's nothing you can do about it. I have had uh, plum trees fully erupt into flowering at the totally wrong time of the year. Okay, that was the choice of the tree. When we get our first frost, all those blossoms, so uh, all those blossoms will boom, they'll fall off. And then hopefully in the spring with the right number of chill hours, they'll bloom again. Don't, don't do anything that other than simply observe that, hey, guess what? Uh, my apple tree, my peach tree, my plum tree, they got blooms on it. They are not gonna become fruit. Don't get too wound up about it. It is normal, doesn't seem like it. It's like, why would I bloom at the totally wrong time of the year? The tree has decided to do so. It doesn't need a reason. It doesn't need to tell you why. So don't worry too much about it. Don't worry too much about it. Um, expect it a little bit, actually. This rain's going to drive everything crazy, which is good. I mean, that's fine. We were so brutalized by this heat, by the lack of rain. This rain is going to make everything go, ah, okay, now what do I do? <clears throat> They'll start to recover. And actually, that's your job for the next month or so. We need much more rain. And we'll hopefully get some more. But you need to pay attention out there and see what plants are recovering and which ones aren't. And you got to decide to do what, what to do with the bad ones. We're still hot, okay? 95 is still warm. Finally, the nighttime low is dropping off to the sweet spot, that below 72 degrees. That's tomato weather. Hot during the day, cool at night, you will see your tomatoes try to recover. Let's look, folks. Um, it is time for a break. I will catch you all on the other side. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, what are we? Uh, what are we hoping for in rain? Now, since Wednesday, I got an inch and almost three quarters spread out over several days. I was fortunate because <clears throat> I didn't get any flash flooding or any around me for that matter. Um, it was kind of neat because very early in the spring, we put new gutters on the back of our house. I think we're cur we were the ones that cursed everybody 
because haven't had any uh, haven't had any rain since we put them on um, until yesterday. And of course, first thing we discovered, we got so much rain. We got so much rain that the downspouts cut ruts into the ground. The water came out so fast, it was like a jet blowing into the ground. So now I got to get some block or uh, those plastic diverter trays or whatever to get there to put at the end of the downspout. And I can think of worse problems to have, right? We haven't had rain, but uh, for the record, the gutters work perfectly. They did everything we intended for them to do, so now I got a good test of them. Now I just got to figure out how to divert the water so it doesn't drive a big pit into the ground at the end of the... uh, at the end of the spout, I could, I could, of course, put in a rain tank because these downspouts off of my house, even if they're only collecting half of the house, that would still be um, roughly 500 gallons five to 700 gallons of water in an inch of rain. So it'd be easy for me to have a pretty full system, a pretty full system the minute it rained. Not sure if I'm going to try that though. Not sure yet if I want to make that kind of investment in a bigger tank. But now that I have new gutters, it'll be really easy to collect it. And uh, maybe would have got me through a whole lot better situation this summer than I had to deal with. I may have had to fill uh, buckets and carry them to where I needed it but I would have had water available. If you have rainwater systems, it's been so dry, more than likely, unless you had thousands of gallons, you probably ran out of water during the year. So that means you had a perfect opportunity to clean out your tanks, get the junk and maybe some slime and things like that out of your tanks to clean up the water. Well, if your tank has gone dry and we got rain and now you're filling them back up, I need to remind you, do not forget your mosquito dunk material because you want to get ahead of the mosquitoes immediately. The mosquito dunk material is uh, a form of BT that kills the mosquito larva. And it does not affect you, your plants, the water. 
It's really easy to use. It comes in those donuts, right? Well, I need to tell you, depending on how big your rain barrel is, that donut covers 100 square feet of surface area. I'm pretty sure that those 55-gallon rain barrels don't cover 100 square feet. So break, break the donut up to get more mileage out of it. You also can get the granules where you use like a teaspoon and throw it into the rainwater. They last about 30 days on average. So all you have to do is the beginning of the month, throw in some of these things and remember to replace them once a month. That will give you good protection from mosquitoes so you're not a breeding ground and have to deal with them. They're gonna be, uh, they're gonna be bad with this run of water because it's been so dry, we're gonna have lots of places that are gonna fill with water and we're gonna forget to empty them. So keep that in mind. It will be a rush of mosquitoes right now with these cooler temperatures, still not freezing, still warm enough for mosquitoes and the fresh rain, they're gonna make up for the hot summer they had. So don't forget, we got rain, you got rain barrels, you need to put the preventatives in to keep the mosquitoes out. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. We're coming up to the top of the hour. We're gonna break for the news. I'll catch you all on the other side. <laughs> 